It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey and Central California, and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Thursday, December 28th, with your host, me, Ray, the moron that lives in Ventnor, and Zach, who's, well, out walking the hills or something in Central California. What's going on, handsome? Good morning, everyone here on the West Coast, and good afternoon to those of you who are on the cold called East Coast. I encourage everyone to spend some time in California, just even even a minute, because this is pretty doggone beautiful. Pops, let's jump things off real quick. Toyota, they got caught again. Daihatsu, which is one of the divisions that Toyota actually owns, stopped all production domestically in Japan recently, Dad. Yes. Because faked safety tests have come out at Daihatsu. This actually has impacted not only Toyota, but Mazda and Subaru as well. Shall we jump into the article and then we can talk about, this is not the first time Toyota has gotten caught. May I jump in? You may, please, with both feet. Here we go, folks. Let me zoom in here. Japanese transport ministry officials inspected Toyota subsidiary Daihatsu on Thursday, one day after officials announced it was suspending the small car unit shipments of all vehicles in and outside Japan after an investigation found improper testing involving 64 models. Not one, not two, 64. The safety test irregularities earlier this year prompted an independent panel investigation which found widespread and systemic problems at Osaka-based Daihatsu Motors Corporation. It is uh, the latest of safety or other violations found at at least five of Japan's major automakers in recent years. We're going to talk about Hino Motors in just a bit. I want to scroll all the way down here, Pops. Let me go, let me go, let me go. Toyota Motor Corp, citing results of the panel, said Wednesday that the Daihatsu probe found 174 new cases of irregularities in safety tests and other procedures in 25 test categories on top of problems reported earlier. And then if I come here... The problems were found in 64 models and three vehicle engines, including 22 models and an engine sold by Toyota, Daihatsu said in a statement. The investigation also found the problems affected some models of Mazda and Subaru sold in Japan and Toyota and Daihatsu models sold abroad. Dad, we've got issues at Toyota affecting them both domestically and internationally. What do you make of this? Um, I make of it that, that it is a bigger issue than what people think. And the reason I say that is this is the second one of their subsidiaries where they have had major, major issues. You, you, somebody at the top has to know that, that tests are being fudged. Okay. That the numbers aren't real, that what you're reporting is fake. And somebody at the top has to be going along with that for it to have been going on. I think they they even said they found a model back in 1989 or something like that. So it, it's, it's like been going on for 30-some uh, years. So it is, it is something that starts at the top that everybody must know about and everybody has kept quiet about. And it makes you wonder... What else could be going on within Toyota? Because you mentioned it briefly, Hino Motors, which is a truck division of, of uh, Toyota, has been involved in a data scandal for quite some time um, that, that came out last year. So this is something that seems to be part and parcel 
of upper management in Toyota and Toyota's subsidiaries. So it's it's got to be very, very concerning. One has to begin to wonder, is everything on the up and up on the Toyota products that are being sold and the Lexus products that are being sold here in the United States and North America and around the world? Um, or are they fudging numbers there as well? It it is it is a frightening prospect for such a well thought of company. The thing is that this is endemic in the industry, right? Like just earlier this week, we were covering the Cummins, or last week, I should say. Yes, we were covering the fact that Cummins is paying a nearly two billion dollar diesel uh, engine defeat emissions uh, fine, right? Yeah. And then we've got uh, Dieselgate, which was obviously VW. <laughs> from a few, uh, about a decade back now. So, you know, to me, I wonder if some of this is just endemic. Like this is how the auto industry as a category operates. Toyota is not immune to it. None of the automakers are immune to it. And as consumers, we should all just be prepared to say, you know what, things might get fudged, but that's okay. Cause that's just, that's business as usual. Like part of me wonders how deeply ingrained this is and just how the industry operates. Well, uh, uh, you know, apparently it's, it's relatively common because diesel gate, impacted Volkswagen, Audi, Porsche, um, it, it, Mercedes-Benz got caught, BMW got caught, uh, obviously Cummins got caught. Uh, it, 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 it appears as if um, manufacturers are willing to either overstate the capabilities of their engines or they are willing to fudge the information in order to back up those overstated claims. So, yeah, and, and my suspicion is the reason they're willing to do that, even after have to, having to pay huge fines and penalties, it has still been in their financial best interest to do this. It's similar to Ford and their, and their recalls. They'd much, it's cheaper for them to do a recall than to actually fix the problem up front so that it doesn't occur. Um, so yes, I guess lying, cheating and stealing has always been a part of the automobile business, whether it be on the manufacturing side of things or more commonly on the sales side of things. <laughs> Is it more common though? I think it's just like you get caught more often at the dealership seeing lying, cheating, stealing happening there versus these big stories Dad, you mentioned it. One of these failed uh, safety tests that was, that was fraudulent dated back to the eighties. Yes. I mean. It's been, it's been going, it is endemic. This is part of how this industry operates is we got to hit numbers. We got to figure out how to sell cars. Okay, pass safety ex exams, you know, pass emissions exams. I think it's just part and parcel of the auto industry. And until there's material enforcement, which to be clear here, Toyota has come out and said, and this is what they did with Hino as well. Quote, yes. we believe in order to prevent a reoccurrence, in addition to review of certification operations, a fundamental reform is needed to revitalize Daihatsu as a company, Toyota said it will review the management team and business operations and the org structure, as well as the mindset of employees. It will provide full support to revitalize the so, company. They're going to fire a, uh, excuse me, they're going to fire a poop ton of people. Like that's what's about to happen. They're going to fire a ton of people, replace them. But what does that mean? I mean, what does that really mean? I, you know, so so some people who have who have uh, been probably grossly overpaid for years. Um, for having fudged the data, will ultimately lose their jobs. If nobody, 
It's no different in Japan than it is in this country. If nobody ever goes to jail for any of this stuff, then why is anybody going to stop doing it? Um, you know, the consequences have to be more than just public shame and the loss of a job. Um, the consequences have to be that the higher ups in the company and the higher up you get, um, you know, I believe as the CEO of CarEdge, you're responsible for every damn thing that goes on at CarEdge. So if you're the CEO of Toyota, um, you're responsible for everything that goes on at Toyota, Lexus, uh, Daihatsu, Hino, and whatever other uh, subsidiaries they have. And as that, as that CEO, if there are criminal things happening within your organization, and you're going to fire the people that are responsible for it, when you are responsible for everything that goes on in your organization, you should be behind bars. And if you are, guess what? Other companies will stop doing this nonsense because, I don't know, the CEOs of those companies are not going to want to spend quality time in some of the yeah. finest prisons known to man. The only thing criminal going on at Car Edge, folks, is yeah. the price on our extended warranty. You see what I did there? You see that? That's I very good. That. I love that, that segue, bad. honey. <laughs> yeah. Pretty bad. That was really bad. We're going to switch gears to another story in just a second. But before we do, we've got six days left on our year-end sale. $200 off your Car Edge extended warranty. If you're interested in those things, use them to negotiate with dealers or get protection from us. And folks, we are super busy here at the end of the new year. A great time to be buying a car. If you are in the market, let our team help you. Go check out caredge.com. I'm not sure how I feel about that segue. Let's switch gears into a new story, Dad, yeah. which would be the fact that we got the latest and greatest depreciation data from our friends over at BlackBook. And let's zoom in on this chart, man. We had seen an insane amount of depreciation yes. at the wholesale markets for used cars. All these lines down here below this red line those were one, one and a half, two percent declines in vehicle values at the wholesale used car auctions every single week. And then, whoa, they skyrocketed back up, Dad. This most recent week at the wholesale auctions, we only saw a 0.7% decline in used car prices. What do you make of this, Dad? Is the used car market, has it hit the bottom and it's bouncing back up or, or depreciation and, and significant declines in prices, what we're going to see into the future? I, I think next week's Black Book will tell an even greater tale because it will be the last week of auction sales um, for the year of 2023. The fact that that the amount of depreciation has, has uh, slowed down slightly, um, and it's still at, at, at um, historic norms, um, just just to me, it means that the slide is going to continue. I I talked to my dear friend Chip the other day. Um, and as Chip put it, he said, man, if we don't have something sold within 40 days, we're taking a bath on it because these things are losing money left and right. These are the wholesale values have just fallen off a cliff. Um, and and that's reflected at their stores, they realize that they can't continue to sit on the stuff that they bought 40 days ago because 40 days ago they paid way more than what it's worth today. Um, so there's pressure at his dealer group in order to you know, just get get the stuff gone within 40 days because it's just going to cost us money. And they have seen 
at their group, um, average gross profits on used cars decline dramatically. And I know people are convinced that prices aren't gone down, except I don't know the dealers that we talk to, uh, the profit levels have gone down. So if profits have gone down, that means prices have to have gone down. But what, what do I know? Yeah, no, I hear you loud and clear there, Pops. So we've got what's going on, and you know, wholesale prices falling. We we used to have an environment where a dealer could sit on that card for more than yes. forty days, go take it to the auction, still make money, still Not make today. money. Not today, and so that's where you have the downward pressure on prices. And so even though we saw a slight rebound, we still saw 0.7 percent depreciation in one week, which yes. is more than historical norms. I think, like you said, next week's data will be super interesting because the end of the year is the strongest retail sales time. For, for the auto industry. So yeah. will we see more upward pressure, like less depreciation next week? I wouldn't be surprised if we see higher, or excuse me, lower depreciation. But then when we get into January and, and, and through February, it's all going to be downward pressure until you get into March and April with tax season. That's when used car prices, I expect, will start to go back up. I, I think you'll, you'll, I think next week's depreciation, uh, which will encompass uh, this week's auctions, my guess is that it'll be uh, the depreciation be well above one percent on average. You do, uh, really? I do. I really I think the do. opposite. I think the opposite. I I, I think you're going to be shocked uh, next week when when we get that data. Now, how that translates into what goes on in January, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> the one thing I I do know is that we have seen the beginnings of that correction. And I know, uh, you know, people were mad at us yesterday because Why's on that? the main channel, we said, you know, wait 60, 90 days, perhaps on a used car when the day before we said it's the best time to buy a new car. Well, okay. One's new, one's used. This is the best time of the year to buy a new car if you were in the market for a new car this time of year because of all the uh, motivation and incentives from the manufacturers and the dealers to move product, especially new product, this last week of the year. That that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to see the same pressure on used cars right now, although we're seeing pressure and those prices are coming down. Um, but my suspicion would be that we'll see prices come down even further on pre-owned cars next month. I think we might start to see an increase in in those uh, pricing, you know, the middle of February. What did Chip tell you on the new car side at his group, Dad? Uh, well, at one of their stores, which is a a BMW store, they're they're, they're going to sell in excess of three hundred new BMWs this month. So, so what does that know. say? To your point, to your point, like, is it a good time to buy a new car? I mean, there's only one way they're selling three hundred. <laughs> they price them competitively, and they're negotiating. Yeah. Yes, they they you know and. And they they are at all their stores uh, struggling to a degree with the pre-owned cars because they have been so overpriced that they've had to reduce the prices on them. And and you know he his whole job for the group that he works for is to is to provide them with additional used cars. That's his job. His job is to go out and buy used cars for their group. So. Nobody is seeing the the volatility of the used car market quite as much as he is. And so he gets to share that information with every one of the general managers at all of their locations. So 
if the general manager is paying any attention to Chip, and Chip's telling him, stuff's dropped 10% in the last several weeks, move off of what you have, um, then, yes, they're they're taking much shorter deals. Uh, you know, Chip said some of this stuff, he says three, four, five hundred dollar deals on used cars uh, from Jump Street, from the time they buy it to the time they price it and put it out, because they know that values are dropping so dramatically that they want to get rid of them as quickly as possible. Yeah, hundred percent. We've got from Young Emotions here from yesterday's Car Edge Channel video. Is waiting sixty to ninety days. Apply to pre-owned Subaru, Toyota, Kia, and Honda. So we're talking about the vehicles that on the new car side have the least inventory. I'm trying to think this through, Dad. Would that apply? I think so. I think it applies across the board. You're going. You're going to continue to see the re- the ramifications of a wholesale price declines on retail prices over the next sixty ninety days. Doesn't matter what the brand of vehicle is I, on the used car side. I, I I you know personally. I don't come up with the titles for the videos. I don't know who does, but I might be related to them. Um, <laughs> I might be. I don't know for certain. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, th- I think used car prices the next 30 to 45 days, uh, you know, I think once you get beyond 45 days, you are basically just starting to enter the fringes of the spring selling season. And Used car dealers in particular are starting to stock up on their tax return inventory that they need. So I don't know that I would wait 60 to 90 days, but I think 30 to 45 days um, should put you in a slightly better position than what you would be today. I like that. 30 to 45 days. That's that's probably what we should have gone with. But here, that's why you got to tune in. And we're able to share the real, the real details here. All right, Dad, let's keep moving on here. I want to pull up a comment here from Sheldon saying, I purchased a Mazda CX-90 for $1,500 under MSRP six months ago. Should I have waited? I've seen some CX-90 deals, Dad, between the dealer discount and the manufacturer incentive, like on some of the top trim levels, like $50,000 Mazdas, which is a hard sentence to say. I've seen $5,000 off of MSRP. So Sheldon, should you wait? I don't know. I don't know. If you're happy with it, you like the car, you're good. Let, let me say this to Sheldon. You've you've had the privilege and the pleasure of driving that for the past six months. And had you waited, you would not have. Now, having said that, you got $1,500 off six months ago when that vehicle first came out. You should be patting yourself on the back. And if you don't pat yourself on the back, I'll pat you on the back for getting the $1,500 off. Um, and, and if you were able to get $1,500 off when they first started hitting dealer lots, you did pretty damn good. Had you waited six months, seven months, could you have gotten more? Absolutely. But you would have missed out on the pleasure of actually driving that vehicle. I love it, Pops. All right, let's switch gears. Another story, Dad. CNBC had a report that came out showing that car depreciation has slowed. CNBC report reveals that cars are holding about 10% more of their value after three years, and it's all thanks to the chip shortage and the pandemic. This can't come as too much of a surprise. This is a new factor for those that are out there. And we're, we're working on a refresh of car edge depreciation data. So stay tuned for that in 2024. Dad, people who bought cars, they're depreciating less. That's generally a good thing, right? Well, typically, and, and you know, part of it is, uh, and I've said it, and, and I did that solo video back in January or February, um, where I, I suggested that because of the 15 million or 
Yeah, it was about between 10 and 15 yeah. million new vehicles that were scheduled to be produced that were never produced, that there was going to be this ongoing, continuing pre-owned vehicle shortage, especially uh, the newer, lower mileage, you know, one, two, three-year-old, maybe four-year-old cars with lower miles, that there was going to be, uh, there was going to continue to be a shortage. And as long as that shortage exists, that means that wholesale values, even though they're declining dramatically right now, are still higher than what they would have traditionally been. And they will continue to remain so. Um, that doesn't mean that you're not going to see a reduction in some of those wholesale values if you go to try and trade your car or you go and yep. try and sell your car right now. But it is still holding a higher percentage of its original value than historically it would have. And that, in my opinion, could continue through the remainder of the decade because of that ongoing used car shortage. So that's something for everyone to keep in mind. Your trade-in will generally have more value. That being said, if you're already starting from an inflated <laughs> price or back in the days where people are paying markups and add-ons and things like that, you can still end up in that negative equity situation. But I thought that was an interesting storyline, Pops. Depreciation slowing down and likely will through the remainder of the decade because of all those vehicles the, that were taken out of production. Oh, my. We had an incredibly thoughtful contribution come through here from Thomas. Thomas, thank you. Thank, thank you, thank you, so thank much. you. Happy holidays and thank you. Ryan and Zach, sorry I missed your fundraiser this past weekend. We raised over $10,000 for Mass General Hospital's Cancer Center. So thank you everyone that participated in that. Please accept this late donation and thanks again for helping me get a great deal on a RAV4 Prime in August. Keep the content coming. Thomas, thank you. That is incredibly thoughtful and generous. And uh, we talked about it a bit on Monday. We're just, or yeah, Tuesday, excuse me, just how appreciative we are for the community and all the money that we were able to raise during that fundraiser. So thank you, Thomas for contributing to that. And we had here, Dad, from Rock 88 I want to say thank you to both you and the community and Igor and the team behind the scenes. You all helped me get even more knowledge on my purchase tomorrow of my Pathfinder Platinum. Thank you. Dad, we have so many success stories coming through. Oh my, yes. Lots of people purchasing vehicles right now. It's awesome. Absolutely awesome to see the impact of our work. You know, and I, I, I receive direct emails and comments and, and, I, you know, people say, well, is this a good deal? Is this a bad deal? What should I do? With Folks, uh, I'm, I'm going to, this is what I include in my return email response. We have the Car Edge community. It's a free resource. Go join it. Post your, your questions there between the community members, um, between the car coaches, between just people that care, Igor is one, you will get more valuable information there than I could ever share. And the people you're going to be getting the information from are the people who actually have their fingers on the pulse of what's going on because they're working car deals all the time. So folks, please, I beg you, utilize the community forum. It is all like-minded people trying to help each other level the playing field and find the best deals possible for cars. So it's free. It doesn't cost you a dime. And, and, and last time I checked, yeah, you'll get a few spam emails from us telling you about how wonderful we're having this sale or that sale. The only reason I know is because they get sent out in my name and all the ones that can't get delivered, I get notices of. Um, 
you know, but that, that happens maybe twice a month. That's a small price to pay for, <laughs> for the information you're going to receive from the community. I'm sorry. Did I? Yeah, it's just so you're, you're, we're real people. My dad doesn't like our emails. I would not refer to them as spam emails, please. If you don't want our emails, just click unsubscribe. <laughs> Don't mark them as spam. To my dad's point, you go to caredge.com. Everything up here under resources is F-R-E-E. So please go make yourself aware of. Click on these things. Community forum is obviously on here. Just click on community. It's the top one and all the other various ways we can help you are on there as well. Dad, let's switch gears. Let's do our favorite segment of the show. Really? You've got to be kidding me. <clears throat> it's this one. Okay. It's I don't know that I've seen this one. Uh, you're going to love this. Dad, this is a, a Toyota, excuse me, a Ford. Yes. Dan Liu posted this, quote, unfortunately, a recent software update was not successful. Your vehicle cannot be driven. Please call customer support. <laughs> this is on a Ford electric vehicle. Oh, update not successful. You got to call customer support. We sincerely apologize and will work to resolve this situation as quickly as possible. Dad, software update on your brand new car, brand new Ford. And now you can't turn it on. Should I just? I'm, I'm just going to give you the. I'm going to give you the. Uh, well, let, let, let's let's just say that the, you know technology is a wonderful thing. Computers are wonderful when they work. Software is wonderful when it works. Um, and when it doesn't, well, apparently it's not quite so wonderful. Uh, there was there was another story that I read the other day about about uh, somebody who couldn't get back into his Tesla. Because the battery died, and well, it's an electric vehicle, and there's no key, so the only way you can open the door is, well, you have to be battery-powered. It only cost him $26,000 to be able to get back into his vehicle, because that's how much the new battery pack was. So, you know, we don't always think about the unintended consequences of some of the things that we do in this country and in this world. and. And technology is wonderful. Software is wonderful. It allows us to do some just absolutely incredible things. What we're doing here right now, you know, 20 years ago would have never seemed possible. But it's it's possible today when it works. When it doesn't work, even though it's possible, it ain't all that great. So to, to, to have a brand new Ford vehicle, an electric vehicle, that you get your over-the-air update, and and uh, it's not successful, and they tell you, well, you can't drive your car, but but please call customer service. What are they going to tell you to do? Call Uber? Get a Lyft? I mean, what, what are they going to do for you? They're going to commiserate with you? Oh, we're so sorry. That up that update just didn't take. But, you know, the software engineers are working on it, and we hope to have that corrected. I don't know. Six, 10, 12 weeks from now, you'll be driving your car again. Um, All right, yeah. you you opened up a can of worms, man. I I regret I that you went there, but I think you're wrong about the Tesla story that you just shared. Um, no, I'm not. Yeah, you're good. Well, I don't know. I don't know, man. <clears throat> I'm telling you, uh, I, I was sent the article. It cost the guy twenty six thousand dollars to get a new battery pack. Okay. Yeah, but I don't think that's because to it open, open the door. Okay, so yeah, maybe you can open the car doors with, maybe you can open something with the 12-volt battery, but if the battery pack's dead, okay, and the 12-volt battery's dead as well, you ain't opening nothing. 
Okay, because there are no keys. So I don't know how to break it to you. The chat's definitely helping us out here. I haven't yeah. seen that article. I think it's probably misleading if you're saying you can't open the door with the battery pack being dead. But there was also like the Ionic 5 that had a $60,000, yeah. you know, got totaled because the battery went. So like obviously battery packs are very expensive to replace. Yes, um, the, the oh, Ionic 5. 2013, that had... 2013 Tesla. Okay, here we go. Here we go. It was a 2013. It was on okay. I'm <laughs> sorry. You know, every now and then, I, I, you know, I get some of this stuff right. I'm sorry, Justin. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, all right. I'll let you guys uh, figure that one out off the air. But yeah, the Ford story was pretty wild. You can't start your car because a software update failed. And, 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 and literally, what, what what good does it do to tell you to call customer? What are they going to do for you? Well, we turn it off well, and turn it back on. Yeah, we yeah yeah unplug it. I mean, come on. Um, you know they're, they're you know they're just going to tell you that their software engineers are working on it. Great, yeah. great. Hope they're working yeah. overtime. Yeah. All right. Final comment on the Tesla story. I watched this yeah. happen. You can one hundred percent get in. Not saying you didn't have to replace the battery, but you can one hundred percent get in the vehicle. Whatever. I'm just telling you what I read. And 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 this. This can this can be one of those wonderful examples of you can't believe everything you see or everything that you read. Or maybe that's that's the case here as well. I don't know. I all good. No, yeah. <laughs> all right, folks. Again, if we can help you out, it is a very busy time of the year for those of you who are looking to purchase or sell a car or protect your vehicle. Go to CarEdge.com. We've got our promotion ending in six days, just into the new year. We're able to help you as best we can. Please go check it out back at caredge.com. We'll be back tomorrow for a Friday yeah. show. Quick week here, but we'll be back tomorrow. And uh, yeah, thank you everyone for, for joining uh, us and spending some of your day with us. Are those vineyards behind you or something? Yeah, it's not a green screen, y'all. I'm, I'm in California and it is freaking beautiful. It is yeah. really nice. So yeah. really glad to be here and really glad that we could also do the show while I'm away. Yeah, I, I think it's wonderful that you're outdoors and you're you're getting a little bit of sun, even it's even if it's just like kind of like the back of your head and 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 the right side of your face. Um, but yeah, those hills look magnificent. Um, yeah. Would you would you uh, where the hell are you? We're in Central California, so near um, like near Santa Barbara, north of Santa Barbara. It's really beautiful. Well, if you're in Central California, you would definitely be north of Santa Barbara. Santa, yeah. Santa. I don't know. We're somewhere in California. You know. Okay. I don't know where well, I am, you know, it's beautiful. Well, we're glad to hear it. I hope you're having a good time, um, and uh, and we look forward to seeing you um, there again tomorrow from the same very location tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be right here, man. 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 Oh, wow. We got some good guesses. We drove through Solvang. Um, yeah. Steve-O's got it right. Paso Robles. If anyone's in Paso Robles, come say hi. Uh, we're in Paso Robles. That's where we are. Wow. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. beautiful. Well, would, so you would highly recommend Central California? This is gorgeous, man. I mean, look at yeah. Well, I wish you could be here, but yeah, incredible. <laughs> well, I I didn't get the invite. That's why I'm not there. Uh... <laughs> Enjoy the day. Much love to everyone. Thanks for being a part of this, and we'll see you later. Yes, we'll see you back here tomorrow at noon Eastern, nine Pacific time. Thank you everybody for being here, and thank you for uh, playing along with us. We'll see you later.